Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to this week's uh, episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK's podcast. Uh, Today is Star Wars Day. So uh, May the 4th, Thursday. Um, And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs and what we've seen thus far. And we'll get to know uh, a fellow Magic fan that I was uh, lucky enough to bump into uh, in Orlando in January. Um, So without further ado, let's uh, just go around the table and say hello to everyone. Mr. Clark, you survived Wales on the weekend. I did. This is the way. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. Um, yeah, we had a good catch up, didn't we? Kids had a good day, and uh, did. that's all that matters, mate. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And how were things up north, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gary? Hello there. There's a Star Wars one for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hello it's, there. Always good. it's always good in the north. Is that all we're gonna have tonight? Is it Star <laughs> Wars? Oh, there we go. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> you good, mate? Yeah, always, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Is Sunderland going to make the playoffs? It's a tough ask. We'll see what happens. I, I, I've I've always got the life motto: G is if I have low expectations, I'm never disappointed. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and our guest this week, uh, Howard Thomas. How are we, How? I'm good, thanks, G. Very nice to be on. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome mate very welcome uh so before we get to know howard we'll just uh run through some of the usual housekeeping bits that we always do um but before we do that um don't forget that on saturday the 15th of july we'll be hosting our first orlando magic uk meetup uh so if you fancy joining us it'll be in mansfield uh we'll be going for a few beers a curry just having a general catch up with uh all magic fans uh in uh, across this uh little country of ours um, so yeah, if you haven't reached out to us, um, please just drop us a DM uh, and we'll add you to the list and send you all the details. Um, another important date to remember is just over a week away right now. That's Tuesday, the 16th of May, the NBA draft lottery. Uh, and once again, we're going to be hosting a live watch party as we've done the last two years. Uh, if you'd like to uh, register your interest, and um, Mikey will send you all the details uh, of where to go on the evening, uh, head to orlandomagicuk.com forward slash watch party to sign up. Uh, so uh, hopefully we get a bit more lottery luck uh, and uh, it'll be a memorable night. Um, so this is the part we normally do magic news, but it's been a bit of a quiet week uh, in the world of the Orlando Magic this week. So uh, so we thought the best thing to do was to get another UK fan on. So here we are, Mr. Mr. Howard Thomas from Tunbridge Wells. Uh, as I mentioned, I, I was lucky to lucky enough to meet him uh, at a couple of the games. I think it was the Celtics game I first met you, was it how? That's right, yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. So, and you were out there with your, your wife, Carenza. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we were doing a the uh, second part of a road trip, so uh, catching. I think it was four games we got. So uh, yeah, all all that good. All good. That was it. So tell us, um, how did your magic fandom begin? Uh, how often do you frequent games? And um, I hear maybe a season tickets in. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, it started actually taking the kids to Disney World. 
Um, and my brother-in-law was out there and he said, oh, I'll bring them over. So we did. Uh, he knew I was a sports nut. So he said, oh, you've got to come and watch uh, watch some basketball. And I'd, I'd sort of followed it at a distance, but not not properly. So I was aware of MJ and you know, Magic, et cetera, back in the day. Um, so off we went to the Amway. Uh, in fact, I've just dug out the, uh, the Magic Game Day program. And it was the 26th of March, 2010. Uh, and nice, we beat the Nuggets nice. 103.97. So uh, yeah, that was that's where it all started. Um, followed it sort of pretty closely thereafter. And for the last few years, I've been going probably once a year for the three to four games. You know where it fitted in with the family schedule, and I've been allowed to get away. Um, so I've been doing that uh, usually on my own. Um, and then so the girls got a little bit older. Um, Grant said, oh, yeah, I'll come this time. So I had to make an effort to make Orlando as interesting <laughs> as possible, just in case the Orlando Magic wasn't the centre of her world, as it is mine. Uh, so we did quite a good job. And luckily, she seems to have fallen for it. And, of course, she bumped into you in the uh, uh, in the, in the Magic shop. And uh, yeah, we got chatting. And, uh, yeah, so it was a very successful couple of trips um, that we, we've done this year. Um, so I think I've, I've managed to hook another one in and, yeah, that's as you as you mentioned the uh, the season tickets. We thought, well, we probably can get over maybe three times a year, uh, maybe get to fifteen games if we're lucky, depending on schedules. And not sure the balance, the book's quite balanced, but <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how we do. We'll see how we do. So, yeah, and you also very you also watch you also watch the NCAA when you're over there, don't you? And if I can, stuff, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a Duke fan, so. Uh, I've been following them for a few years and uh, yeah, watch it, watch it quite closely. So uh, I was hoping to get to that in that because of course the first round was at the, uh, the Amway, but our plans changed. So we, we didn't quite make that, but uh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's another, um, uh, another thing to follow. So it makes the draft more interesting, doesn't it? If you, if you've watched a bit over the, over the course of the season, you've, you've got one or two ideas, usually completely wrong, but uh, occasionally you, you spot a nugget, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's where oh, we come from. But when we have the uh, the watch party, we normally co- kind of go around the room and say, "Who do you want?" So we we'll, we'll come right. to you, and um, oh, okay, yeah, hopefully yeah. you'll be able to give us some insight into the prospects. <laughs> well, being a dukey, you were all over Paolo then last last. Uh, summer, yeah, last, yeah, last exactly. Season. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, although actually, I probably would have been sort of fifty fifty him and Jabari, whether I was just being. Uh, swayed by the media i don't know but i definitely think we we made the right decision there didn't we <laughs> so anyone, far. anyone so you've far got your eye on for the late lottery uh i mean i think there's there's two or three the the guy that seems to be rising quite a lot is taylor hendricks the ucf forward who apparently is yeah, quite a solid shooter decent defense um we did actually see ucf uh, while we were out there and saw him and he was great for about three minutes and then totally disappeared so <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'd be quite fun to have a UCF guy on the roster, but uh, yeah, I think uh, presumably they've done some pretty decent due diligence as he's been around the corner. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's a possibility. Other than that, uh, I mean, I quite like um, Hawkins, the UConn guard who was draining threes all over the all over the place in the tournament. Uh, whether he's what we want, I don't know. But as you guys have been discussing over the last few weeks, we could do with some shooting, couldn't we? So I think that's where I'd be uh, targeting my. Uh, my, uh, my my resources, but I mean, I hope we don't mess around too much. I mean, I'd like to give us another year. I'd like to be patient um, and see what we've got with the with the big two, as it were. Uh, and if we've really, if Paolo's a thirty point scorer, 
then that answers a big question. If his you know if his three percentage of his efficiency picks up, then then we're laughing. Uh, Franz, Franz is Franz, and then I think some of the other bits and pieces you need to see how they how they settle. Mm-hmm. How does that three guard rotation work? Uh, it's there's there's a lot a lot to be happy with, but and I wouldn't want to rush too much. The Fred Van Vliet rumours worry me a little bit that we're going to overpay and slightly block ourselves on that one. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. It's going to be an exciting month or two while we while we see it all unfold. Rudy Dick could solve those problems for well, us. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been, you've been saying yeah, but certainly sell his free shirts. <laughs> he's got he's already got one sale, maybe two. Exactly. I think I think G will get one as well. Yeah, I probably would too if I'm honest. That's three, Mikey. You're going to go for it. No, I'm, I'm going to go for Boner in the second round. <laughs> Did, didn't know if you were a U2 fan. Yeah. <laughs> so you were over some trips in the 22-23 uh, season. So can you tell us about them? Um, we're here in two and meant to be three trips. Yeah, we went over uh, in November uh, for the seven-game mm-hmm. homestand. So we saw all seven of those, which was brilliant. Um Unexpectedly brilliant in in many ways, wasn't it? Because we, we we won the games we shouldn't and lost the games we should. Uh, and then we went back in in January when we we caught up with G there. So uh, um, slightly different because I think that, you know expectations were a little bit more in the in the January trip because we got through that horrendous start. Uh, you know, Paolo was uh, beginning to be Paolo. Uh, Markel was beginning to hit his straps. So yeah, it was it was really really exciting. Unfortunately, we didn't make the third trip, but that would have been uh, actually looking at what we missed. But we didn't miss a lot because we'd begun to take our foot off the gas and injuries had slightly taken their toll. So I think that would have been a bit disappointing. But so we, I think we ended up just checking my notes. Yeah, we we ended up with a six and five record, so we, we were just over five hundred, <laughs> which was which was nice. Yeah, um, and yes, I mean, so I mean, being a sort of general NBA fan, I think it's always great to see the the, the superstars in, in the, the opposition as well. It's quite nice. I'd never seen Steph live before. I think I've seen most others, but I've never seen Steph. So that Warriors game was absolutely fantastic. You know, if you you couldn't have scripted it better, Steph scores thirty nine and, and and we win. It just it doesn't get better than that. And obviously with Jalen hitting those threes in the fourth quarter, and uh, it was yeah, that was I think that was the the, the game of the season for us that we uh, that that we saw. Um, I think. We must have must we must have just missed you then, Howard, because we were at the same you, game. There was a crossover, yeah. Yeah, we were there for the same games. So, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a hell of a game. That that Steph Curry, oh Steph Curry performance, as was the other night against the Kings. But we'll get on to well, that later. Well, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Howard, let's talk about the current roster. What do you make of the construction of what John and Jeff have put together so far, and what? what's your five main players you consider the building blocks that we're moving forwards with? For me, really exciting. I mean, I think the, I mean, the big two is obvious, isn't it? I mean, you're going to run with that. Um, I think the key is, I mean, is Paolo a 30 point scorer? Is he going to be a dominant force? Um, I'd like, I mean, I think if we can get his free throw shooting to 80% and is still going to the line eight, nine times a game, you're laughing. Um, if you can get his three-point shooting into the mid-30s, that probably does it. At least, you know, it, 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 people aren't going to just let him go. Um, I think Franz will probably develop 
again as a, as a second man. I mean, do they become the sort of Tatum and Brown in terms of scoring potential? Uh, but I think we need another year to really see that. Um, so I think that's why I preach patience. So obviously very happy with that court. I love Wendell Carter. Uh, I think defensively, just, he, I mean, the difference with him on and off the court last season was chalk and cheese, wasn't it? I mean, just fairly disastrous without him. But, you know, is he going to play more than 60 games a season? So you do need you do need backup. Um, so I think, yeah, J.I. is obviously, we, we all hope that, but it's becoming a hope with a very small H these days, isn't it, sadly? Uh, but he looked great for the, whatever it was, three or four games we saw him for. So, I mean, if you could credibly get him as a 20, 25-minute backup, then you're laughing. You still haven't addressed shooting. And then you've got the three guards. For me, Markel is is number one by a mile, which uh, I know G will be happy with. Um, and then Cole and Suggs. I, I mean, Suggs, I think you have to, you've got to give him time. I mean, young point guards, young combo guards, young shooting guards, whatever, young guards. They do take time sometimes, don't they? And he shows flashes uh, with his offense where the game seems to slow down a little bit and he's a bit more under control. Mm-hmm. There's games where he shoots threes and his, his defense is just fabulous. So... Um, and then you've got Cole. I mean, Cole, I, I wax and wane. Uh, you know, one day I think, oh yeah, he's he's he's, he's six man of the year material. And then other times I think, is he really going to be what we need for a you know, a top four seed? So my worry is he thinks he's a starting shooting guard in the league and wants to be paid accordingly. And that might just have us over a barrel when when come extension time. So if we could come to a number that is sensible. And he's willing to play the role, uh, then, uh, yeah, undoubtedly he looks a brilliant, brilliant influence in the locker room. Uh, but that's just where I'd had my, my my slight concerns is that we overpay Cole. He doesn't quite deliver. Um, a little bit inconsistent. Um, his, his defense has improved, hasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but his his yeah. shooting and scoring is just a little bit inconsistent. Um, so we, for me, we we just we're just that one piece away from, you know, a really heavy scorer or you know aggressive, you know, shooter. Not not Dylan Brooks style, but you know somebody that's actually competent. Um, <laughs> and then then we're really laughing. But I think if we could if we could just get a fit season next season with all the guys playing sixty to seventy games, I think we'd we'd really we'd be in a really good spot to know where we are. And then I think it's the season after, because obviously Franz is going to be extension eligible, isn't he? We're going to start have to paying these guys. Uh, and then you want to know what what you've got. So, uh, yeah, there's not much, I mean, I guess Tumor and Gary Harris are, are probably surplus to requirements. Do you need Gary Harris in the locker room? Possibly. Um, but I don't really want him taking minutes away from the, the, three, the three guards that, I mean, you've got you've got ninety six minutes of of guard minute, haven't you? So thirty two each. Sure, that somebody will be injured, but I don't really want him uh, sucking up too many minutes. Um, and then it's it's down to the draft. I guess the big thing for me is, I mean, what happens if we do get number one? What do we do then if we get Wembenyama? What would you would you would you take him just because he's a generational talent, or is there a he's seven foot four, seven foot five? Is he actually going to stay fit? Could we just dangle it in front of Dallas and say, do you fancy this and we'll take Luca off you? I, I know the numbers don't work, but there probably is a way. I'm, I'm not a sufficient cap expert. But if, if 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 Dallas were willing to chat, would you? 
Oh yeah. Or would you? Or would you just? Or would you just say no? We've got. We've got to have him. It's a, it's a really good question, mate. It's a really good question. I don't know. I, I think you'd have to just take him. I think the fact that Paolo and Franz are still what twenty and twenty-one going into yeah. next season, you're not in a rush to go and make that move to go and get a Luka Doncic or or a big name player. I think anybody that potentially passes on Wembyama, that that's your job on the line, isn't it? That's a, it's not it's not a GM longevity call, no. is it? <laughs> no, absolutely not, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's but otherwise, um... I, I would I would make the pick, and then you go from there. You see who rings you. You don't have to do anything. You do not have to do anything. That phone, if you've got the number one pick, is going to ring. You don't have to chase anyone. You can just sit and let them come to you. Yeah. And you draft him. You've got him in in the bag, and you don't have to trade him year one. You year two you know you can wait for the right player to become available as well and the package yes. there would be there would be offers there would be substantial offers come in oh, oh the, would there ever yeah. I've been listening to stuff this week and they've even even Zach Lowe talked about it on his pod early in the week about Yanis for Wemby Armour like if you're Milwaukee if if you're not convinced that he's going to return no you, you obviously you're not going to trade Yanis. That's just ridiculous. But that idea has to be floated around. I mean, if you're talking at that sort of level for a player like Wembyama, it's um, yeah, his name's going to be floated around with the best for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> you're, if you're telling me that we end up with Yanis, um, yeah, but um, are you willing to give up Paolo and Franz? No. But if, if it's that's if it, the difference, and that that's the thing. But if it's a case of where it's someone's going to trade straight up, trade a superstar, and then you're just saying balance the books out with contracts that aren't Paolo and Franz, I'm I'm listening. Yeah, that's where I would be. You know, maybe I don't know trading someone like Markel Fultz or something to balance the books. <laughs> 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 Uh, what was your, I just waited there. I was saying it. I was looking right at you. I said it. I'm not. I'm not biting. No. <laughs> what What would you consider your favorite uh, memory as a fan of the Magic to be? Is it a particular game, a particular player? I think it's probably two or three uh, games I've actually been at. I mean, I mentioned the Warriors one earlier, which was just fantastic. Uh, yeah, for any number of reasons. Um, and then in that. Uh, 1819 playoff run. Um, I went to, I saw the Lakers before Christmas, usual purple and gold everywhere, drives you nuts. And and then to beat them, and we absolutely hammered them. I, I did write down the sea 130, 117. Yeah, LeBron and all, so there's no excuses. It was brilliant. And, and Vooch, Vooch got 36 points, which for me was just perfection. So that was a great night. Uh, but then later on in that, to in that to playoff run, we, there was the there was a Grizzlies game in uh, early March, I think it was, and I think that's the best atmosphere I've ever witnessed at the uh, at the Amway. And it went to overtime. I think Fournier had a couple of a uh, couple of free throws, then missed a uh, three point buzzer beater, went into overtime and won in overtime. But it was really electric, and I thought, wow, you know, having seen some some pretty flat 
flat atmospheres over the years. That was that was superb. So that was uh, that was a great one. Um, and then I guess you know from a, 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 a not actually being there, but following from from afar, the the DJ Augustine three point buzzer beater at the first game of the playoffs against the Raptors was uh, uh, was fun. Um, so uh, yeah, but I think those the, the three games I've been to then as a sort of you know single play. Yeah, raise the roof. Yeah, wake the kids up. Moment that was uh, that was up there. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. So, Magic memorabilia, Howard. Uh, what's your what's your favourite or one of your favourite magic items that you've got in That's your a, uh, a, a, collection? Accumulate accumulate t shirts like a lunatic. So uh, there's, <laughs> there's a few um, and a few a few game jerseys. Actually, probably the t shirt would be. One my daughter got made up for myself and my wife on, on our latest trip. And we're both both Markel and Wendell fans. So she's got one. I've got it on, but I'm not about to disrobe. But we've got there's Kel on the front, <laughs> Dell on the back with with the numbers and let's go magic. So she's put quite a lot of work into it. So uh, yeah, from a for sort of sentimental reasons, that's probably up there. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um so let's talk about your current favorite players and your all time favorite players. Yeah, uh, France. I've always got a European bias, so France would be current, current number one, and uh, all time would be Vooch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had a had had a very poor day the day the the trade was announced. So obviously, the way it's worked out, I've I've, I've slightly uh, resigned myself to it being a good thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, I always loved him. I, every time I heard him interviewed. Uh, enjoyed his game yes we, we all know his deficiencies in, in many ways but um yeah really enjoyed watching him play L- loved hearing him interviewed he always seemed yeah really balanced really decent bloke um and, and, and european to be so fantastic yeah so he'd be up there and actually uh, originally um dwight howard which i know is probably a, a sort of <laughs> not something you want to admit to in public these days but if you can, if you if, if you can uh, uh remove the last six years of his career or whatever it is um yeah originally he was yeah he, he was the one and obviously with my my first name and his surname then that that worked quite well so we all had howard t-shirts which which we all thought was hilarious but minority of about five i think but so yeah those original t-shirts were a laugh but yeah don't wear them too often these days but yeah, so yeah, I think Franz and Franz and Vooch would be my would be my two solid choices. I mean, what what would be the all time starting five then? It'll be a little bit of a recency bias, as I say, because I've only I've only really got third, uh, 12, 13 years of proper of proper fandom, um, and even more recency biased given uh, the excitement at the moment. So I guess I'd have uh, I'd have Vooch in his centre because I can't have Dwight Howard, um, and I'd have yeah Paolo and Franz. Um, and I, I toyed with point, but I probably will go Markel. I, I, shout out to Jameer Nelson, but yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll go, uh, I go Markel, and then JJ Reddick would be my, uh, would be my shooter again. I've, I've enjoyed him a lot. I've enjoyed him a, a lot. He, obviously, he's got the, the Duke background and enjoyed his media stuff. And and actually, when we first, yeah, those first years we saw him, yeah, he was uh, he was pretty electric. So. Uh, it wouldn't wouldn't mind a shooter like that on the on the roster at the moment. Oh, so yeah, slightly recent, I'm afraid. Yeah. No Penny or Shaq, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's right. Okay. So jerseys, Howard. First of all, you said you got a few jerseys. You're more yeah, of a t-shirt I, guy. 
So what jerseys uh, have you got and what's your what's your three favourite jerseys the Magic have worn all time? Um I I, I'm, I think I'm gonna be in a in a minority here, but I do like the, the City Edition orange and black one, which I don't think was particularly popular. So I got a Vooch one of those. Um and I quite like the orange pinstripe. A white one where Cole hit at least one buzzer beater. So I've got yeah. a Cole one from that. So again, you know, completely uh, jumping on the moment. And then I'm probably white, white and blue pinstripe rather than the uh, rather than the traditional black and uh, black and blue. So I've, yeah, I get, that, that, that's my friend's one. But I have got a JI one. I've got one of the blue JI ones. Uh, I think that's probably. I, I don't like the Kingdom on the Rise. I don't really like the concept. Fan. I don't particularly like the design. <laughs> no, no. I, I just think we're we're absolutely setting ourselves up for mockery if we're not careful on that. I think that we we could the national media could leap all over that at some stage. So yeah, I'd like them to tone that down a bit. But uh, uh, I think yeah, yeah, I'm not not sure about it. Oh, that's cool. Good answers there, mate. Um. No, I didn't put this in your agenda because I thought I'd just come to it, right? So I just didn't, I was just going to say the story from when, when we were out there in January. I did say the story um, I, the first week I was back on the pod. Now, um, how Howard's um, – the Jumbotron loves him, shall we say, doesn't it? Um, it's so, difficult to believe looking at this screen. So, so literally <laughs> the first time we met was in the shop. And then I, I think I went to um, Harry Buffalo's. So we exchanged numbers, et cetera. So we went to this, went to our seats, et cetera. And um, Oblivious Cam comes on. And uh, I can't remember what you were doing. And, and Amy turns to you and says, it's that, it's that guy. It's your friend. It's your friend. And I'm like, is it? Is it? And I have a look, an oblivious cam. It's like one minute 30 on it at the moment. I think Howard's <laughs> playing on his phone. I turned to him and I said, watch this. So I've sent him a message. I said, look up, looked up. Big smile on your face, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. So, so that was yeah, yeah. that was the second game I was at, the Boston game. Yeah, and then that's right. Indiana game, I want to say. Yeah. You were on it again. Kiss cam this time, wasn't it? Yeah, humiliated on what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and this is and this has happened before as well, hasn't it? I, I got caught on oblivious scam on my own, yeah, which is you know, classic, but no, not on kiss scam, thankfully. But yeah, Grins didn't look particularly <laughs> particularly enthused at the prospect, did she? From memory, but... <laughs> uh, the good thing is they haven't had you when you've been by yourself and you've had that all by myself song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great. I always love that when they do that to the, the opposition fans. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Cool. Right. So let's uh, just have a quick chat about the NBA playoffs, and uh, in particular, Mr. Dylan Brooks, who we've uh, touched upon a little bit earlier. So as we all know, the Grizzlies were unfortunately, I'll say that, eliminated on the weekend. Um, I said something we were quite disappointed by uh, as the LA Lakers advanced. Um, but the Gliz- uh, Grizzlies have informed um, Dylan Brooks he will not be brought back under any circumstances. Um Gary, your thoughts on this one, mate? I'll be honest, gee, I'm not that disappointed <laughs> by it. And it's not because I like the Lakers, because I don't. But I've said for a while about the Grizzlies. I think I even said last playoffs that I didn't like where they were as a team in terms of the personality. And I think if you if you look at how people were with the Kings getting eliminated by 
the Warriors, there was a lot of people rooting for the Kings in that game, despite the fact that I would say that the Warriors, Steph, etc., are a pretty popular big team, so to speak, a bit like the Bucks. You know, the people like their star that don't really get that offended outside of Draymond. And that should have been the Grizzlies. When you think about it, that should be a team. Like, I know, I think it was Mikey said it before, uh, before, the Grizzlies are a team we should look at. And you look at how that team's constructed. They haven't won before. They're not what you would call really a big market. They've got one of the most exciting players in the NBA. They've got, you know, players who you look at and go, they could improve any roster. They've got guys like Stephen Adams, Desmond Bain, who are fairly likable. You should be looking at that team going, that's a young team. It's up and coming. It's not a big market. I really want them to beat the Lakers. In the that that should be a no brainer on paper, and when you've got people like me sat there going, actually, I just I do want the Lakers to win that, because of how the Grizzlies are, and I think it says a lot that, yeah, apparently Dylan Brooks has asked for a lot of money, but I think it's been coming. Um, I was surprised at how they did it. I really was surprised at how it all came out, but um, by the same token. There's no, for me, there's no real tears to be shed about the Grizzlies being out. And um, I'm interested to see where Dylan Brooks would land. Like It's obviously going to depend on cap space, but if you were looking at a fit, are you looking at a team like New York, a team like Miami, who are going to be trying to push on next season? Miami seem to have the culture, as we've said before, this heat culture type thing, where they, are they going to be someone who brings them in? But it's going to take something the team, I think, who are trying to either stay relevant, stay in the mix, or get over a hump who will roll the dice on Brooks if they've got the cap space. But he's he's done himself no favours. Can you see him joining the Lakers? Would you say... Would, be I, even I, more hating, wouldn't, wouldn't well, they? Well, that would push the Lakers into being... where The, the Grizzlies seem to be wanting to clean that organisation up. Yeah. That, that's how I see it. But by the same token, you never say never. You never know what's going to happen. So could he join the Lakers? I don't know. Is he going to phone LeBron and apologise? You know, LeBron and Kyrie. <laughs> LeBron and Kyrie apparently hated each other and then they made up. And that was over an extended period. This is just a little series and a media spat. So it could be anyone, but it'll be a team, I think, who are trying to get over a hump or remain in the mix desperately. It's going to take mm. some management there because his his image, he now brings with him baggage to any organisation. I don't think the Magic, given how we look at characters, would want to put Dylan Brooks in our, our locker room, despite mm. us having the cap space to do it. Yeah. I can't see I would... there being many suitors for him. I really can't. It'll be desperate, other... right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I said to you guys in our group chat, I could see him going to Houston or one of the like the Pistons or one of those teams near the bottom or playing a role for a contender like the Lakers who are full of players we don't like anyway. So he'd fit in just, just right there. Um, the other thing is does to the Grizzlies. And I wonder whether they thought about this at the trade deadline. They've already got a ready-made replacement in Luke Kennard. They can slide him straight into that starting lineup next season and not really have to batter an eyelid that Dylan Brooks isn't there. They've got somebody that can spread the floor for them, which is all they need. So, um, I think the, yeah. the plus minus stats with Canard uh, were massively positive, weren't they? Versus Brooks, yes, mate. So, you know, okay, Brooks provides you with really solid defense, but with all that baggage and the 
insane out of control inefficient shooting why would you bother i mean yeah agreed two two teams i could see throwing the dice on them one would be phoenix where it's like what depend on what contract you can get the one that's more of a wild card would be what the books decide to do Hmm. brooklyn's my wild card for them yeah, okay. I don't know. They just seem to throw money at just random people. And um, anyway, right, let's move on. So the Western Conference at the moment, the Golden State Warriors are playing the LA Lakers in the semi-finals. The Lakers unfortunately stole home court in game one. Um so are they a serious threat in the West or not, Mr. Clark? Unfortunately they are, mate. They really are. Um yeah, it was, have you guys watched game one? I thought it was, it's going to be a really, yeah. I think it's going to go to seven games. I really do. I think it's going to be a close series. Um, the, the problem the Warriors have got is it's a bit of a bad matchup for them with the Lakers because we saw it in game one. They put Jared, Jared Vanderbilt on Steph Curry for large parts of this game and his length really caused him problems. And I know he's still, what did he walk away with, 30? 27 points, sorry, in that game. He still really caused them a lot of problems. Um, Clay Thompson had his struggles as well, which he did at the end of the Kings series as well. Um, I think he started the game really well, but then he went missing for two of the second the third quarter. Um, the, the Lakers are deep. That's what they, I mean, that's the thing that really made a difference at the trade deadline was going out and getting Vanderbilt and bringing in Hachimura. Um, they've got several players that can light it up. D, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, all these guys can can play a, a role around LeBron and AD. Um, and the other thing is watching that kick, the King series is Kevin Looney really dominated the boards, whereas the Lakers have got a lot more length and a lot more size and, and they can control the boards a little bit more with them. I think it's a bit more of an even matchup from that point of view. The Lakers, sorry, the, the Warriors created a lot of second chance opportunities in that King series. And I don't think they're going to get away with it in this one. Um, and they're going to have to rely on their three point shooting to, uh, to try and catch the Lakers off guard. Um, and I think they, they're going to have to push the pace and, and rely on Andrew Wiggins playing a big role in this series. But yeah, unfortunately, the three teams we hate the most are all are all contenders. And it's it's hard to say it, but it's true. It really is true. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series, but I hope the Warriors still find a way of beating the Lakers. Um, so the Suns, the Nuggets, they they may be our only hope. So Howard, um, with the injury to uh, Chris Paul, have the Suns enough to come back into this series now? Not the trailing uh, two zip to the Nuggets, or, or can you see Denver just rolling them? I'd be surprised if they rolled them. Um, I mean, I, I think any team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, yes, they've always got enough. Now, whether they can win, you know, four in. Four and five, four and six. What is it? Four and five. Um, that's probably a big ask. Um, stating the blindingly obvious, but you know, game three and four. If 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 the Nuggets can pick one of those, then I think it's series over. But if the Suns do come back, square it up, then I, it worries me that you might see some of the Nuggets' frailty. Um, Jamal Murray 
I love him when he's great, but he, he can go missing. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't trust AG to 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 hit anything very much under pressure. Uh and and so it goes on. So the yeah, the, the distance shooting is great when it's great, but it's is it reliable? Not sure. Um and yet I mean, personally I hope that Jokic can just keep keep steering that ship um, and he's got enough round it. Uh, and obviously two nil is a great start. Uh so I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, I think probably probably nuggets in six. But it would worry me if uh, if, if the Suns were, were, came back strongly in Game Three without CP3 and Durant and Booker find something, um, then, then it would worry me that the, the, the Nuggets' frailties might get exposed. But uh, if, if if they can uh, if they can put up one decent showing on 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 Suns court, then yeah, with any luck, we'll we'll, we'll be there. Yeah, um, from from what I've seen on the box scores, I don't think Terence Ross has played much, has he? Anyone surprised Hardly at that? At Not really. A little bit. I mean. I thought he might get a few spot minutes just to see if he can get going, but but yeah, I guess we saw saw the worst of him towards the end, so you wouldn't be that surprised. But anyone with Bismarck Biombo as a as a serious uh, playoff roster team, <laughs> I mean, it has to be the worst hands I've ever seen in a Magic uniform. So yeah, don't have much sympathy for that. I wonder what happened to Suns in four guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big memory what Sun's in for. Yeah. yeah. He's still yeah. holding that dub, though, isn't he? He's, he's, he's still probably still got the Cameo dub. channel going as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm not surprised that T-Ross isn't playing, because I think it was game one of the first round. I can't remember who the Nuggets played now. You have to remind me. But if you look at the, the box Clippers, school, especially yeah. the Clippers... Um, Monty Williams was really tinkering around with the lineups, and we, I think there was several players that only played a few minutes here and there because he was trying to find something that worked. Um, and I think, well, he, he's obviously still trying to find that, and he's got to cha- he's got to make more changes with CP out. So somebody else is going to have to step up. So hopefully, we can see a torch lighting, which would be good. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's uh, move on to the Eastern Conference. So I'm guessing everybody's caught up um, with, with all the games, yeah, because obviously the Sixers and the Celtics played last night. Um, so the Boston, unfortunately, blew out uh, Philadelphia, who had Joel Embiid back. Um, so both outcomes were kind of what you expected the other game to be, with Embiid not playing the first game and then Philly getting the win and then and be playing the second game uh, and, and Boston just uh, annihilating them. Um, any thoughts on this one, Mikey? First one, I thought James Harden was washed up. I thought he was on his way out and that game one performance was, was right up there with Steph Curry's against the Kings. He was superb and probably one of the best games we'll ever see him play in the playoffs. Um, yeah, like you said, I don't think we ever saw them winning without Embiid but they did they found a way of getting it done at the end um, and then I watched the highlights of, of last night's game game two when I got home and uh, yeah it was pretty easy pickings for Boston once they got going and was it a, they had a 30 point lead at one point and yeah. really really battered them I was actually surprised to see Embiid play game two I thought they they could have bought themselves a couple more days and let them have a little bit more rest ready to, to head home because at the end of the day they've already stole home court at the moment um and they obviously smelt blood and thought they could go for game two and go home with an advantage but it hasn't worked out like that but it's still in philly's philly's court at the moment but 
we know what how dangerous Boston can be. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But like you said, the outcomes were very different than what we thought they would. They were. And I mean, Jason Tatum had a bad game last night, didn't he? Uh, I haven't got his uh, shooting figures in front of me, but I know they weren't great. But obviously, uh, the rest of the cast carried them. Um, so the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat are currently tied one all uh, after Tuesday night's game. Uh, but they've had a lot of um, key players in and out of lineups. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't play game two. Um, how do you see this one shaking out, Gary? I think if Jimmy Butler's healthy, the Heat win. You know, that, that game... My understanding was that Brunson and Randall were very doubtful for the game. They both played. Now, how healthy they were, that that's not information we'd have access to, but it wasn't really a convincing win over a Jimmy Butlerless Miami Heat. So I think if you add Jimmy Butler to the team and he plays both games in Miami, um, I don't think the Knicks are going to win that series. Um, I think Miami are better than them in a, in a playoff series. Um, and as it goes, I don't think Miami are anything fantastic. But Jimmy Butler in a playoff series is a bit different. So yeah, if different Butler, plays, Butler plays, I'm going to be on the heat for that. And I think, sorry, G, you're going to get a uh, a heat Celtics um, Lakers <laughs> final four. That's as fine. long as Denver win it all, mate, I'm good. Oh God! Anyway, Howard, <laughs> we've who do you see in the finals, mate? And who do you want? Uh, and the eventual winner? Uh, I think it'll be Nuggets Celtics, um, and yeah, I'll I'll have to go Nuggets. I think it's heart ruling head probably, but yeah, let's have that small market win. Um, yeah, I think they yeah that they, they've got they've got reasonable depth. They've got arguably the the form player who's not injured at the moment. Um, Celtics have shown enough frailty. Hopefully the Sixers will take uh, take them to six or seven and at least put some miles on them. Um and then with any luck we can get we can be celebrating the Nuggets and and Jokic back to his horses in Serbia for the summer. Um, so yeah that would do me <laughs> nicely. Uh, it's the best of a very bad lot. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? It is. Um Right, what's you been talking now? I've been trying to come up with a trivia quiz because I forgot to put one in this week, but I've got one. Right, it's just a very quick one, okay? So, between LeBron James and Tim Duncan in their entire seasons, in the playoffs, they have beaten 29 different franchises. Which franchise have they not beaten? Oh, wow. Mikey, Mikey, you be quiet. Sacramento, Oh, no, sorry, LeBron James, you said that. So between LeBron James and Tim Duncan, which franchise have they never beaten? Orlando? Yeah. yeah. I was looking at it going, this is too obvious. I was like, sat there, I was going to kind of be... <laughs> Obviously, Tim Duncan's never played against the Magic, yeah. been in the Western Conference, and then you've got uh, yeah. LeBron, who's... Uh, Never beaten the magic. So, yeah, well done. Right then. So I think that'll wrap it up. So thank you, as always, for, for listening and watching. Thank you, Howard, for, for joining us um, today. It's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Hope you've had a good time. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.
Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so yeah, please uh, help us out by subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, Orlando Magic UK. Uh, don't forget, you can um, if you want to do some shopping, you can go on NBA Store EU and Fanatics uh, using the code Magic UK ten. You can get ten percent off your entire order. There may be better. Uh, codes on there so just please have a look uh please like us on facebook follow us on instagram and twitter all at orlando magic uk so from gary mikey howard and myself until next week go magic <laughs>